To, uh, to get us started today, I thought we might talk a little bit about Taylor Swift and the Eras Tour. Any, uh, any Swifties in the house? Swifties? All right, yeah, spread out across the, across the service. For those of you who have no idea what I just said, a Swiftie is a devoted fan of Taylor Swift. A Swiftie is willing to sit online for hours to make sure that they are in the queue to have a chance at tickets for the New Era's tour concerts. Then to pay $100 for the nosebleed seats. I don't know what they are on the field. A financial report from Business Insider uh, says that Swifty fans with money are so dedicated that uh, they are paying the average price of $1,619 per ticket. That's the average price on the secondhand market for the tour. Can you say devotion? And some of you who are not Swifty fans are like, I, that's just crazy. I would never, I would never do that. I just want to ask you to think for a moment that if Notre Dame or Purdue or Michigan or your favorite team was in the national championship game and you had a shot at a ticket, what would you pay for it? Let's be honest. Devoted fans. For Swifties, I, we should just share, it runs a little even deeper than tickets. Taylor Swift recently posted a, uh, a social media post uh, call for fans to register to vote at vote.org. In the hour after her post, traffic on the website went up 1,200%. Taylor asks her fans respond, devotion. So why, you might ask, are we talking about this in worship this morning? It's a good question. And here's the reason, because a related question lies at the heart of the scripture text that we're going to explore today in the book of Acts. What are we devoted to? What are you devoted to? Let's pray, and we're going to dive into the book of Acts today. Holy God, with our Soul stirred by your spirit, open us to hear your word to each of us today. Help us learn, inspire us, call us again to share your loving kindness in our world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today we are kicking off what we call the Be Kind campaign. We'll talk more about this later, but at the heart of the Be Kind campaign is an invitation just to put more kindness into the world. Why? Well, for us, at the, at the heart of this is that as people who follow Jesus, spreading kindness in a way that builds and, and supports community is being the kind of people that God calls us to be. It's, as followers of Jesus, we're called to put the loving kindness of God into the world, and we want to share this, right? The Be Kind campaign is about not just holding on to it, but, but sharing it with our community, with those around us, inviting them to experience this way of loving kindness as well. To kick off the campaign today, we're going to look at the book of Acts, chapter 2, and uh, this story is the very beginning of the church. At 
what we call Pentecost in the church, the Holy Spirit, we find at the beginning of the book of Acts, the, the Holy Spirit is sent upon the church. Jesus has ascended, and he sends the Holy Spirit back to the followers of, of, of Jesus. And then they begin to, to spread the word, and Peter gives a sermon. And he tells everybody about this Jesus and, and about salvation and, and God overcoming death. And then Acts 2 says what happens next. So we're going to read Acts chapter 2, starting at verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This story of, of the early church the very first thing that Luke, who wrote this book, Luke's writing the history of the church, the very, very thing that Luke wants you to, to pay attention to first is they devoted themselves. The very first thing Luke tells us about this early church is about their devotion. The English translation here, devoted, it makes it sound like kind of one time in the past, but the the Greek tense of that verb is essentially past, future, so it's continuing. They devoted themselves continually to this community. It happened in the past and is continually happening. They were continually devoted. And the Greek word means much the same as, as the English that was chosen here. It means to join and think of things that you're devoted to. Or think of, think of fans that are devoted to their sports team or fans that are devoted to, a, to an artist. Right? What does that devotion look like? It, it means to join. It means to adhere to. It means to, to be ready to give attention, all of your attention to. To be faithful. To spend time. To be fully committed to. Devotion. This is why the church grew. The early church, its first growth, it, it, wasn't about, it wasn't about great preaching. Peter gave a message, but it was just, he just said who Jesus was. It wasn't about great preaching. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't about some special program. It wasn't about great music. The early church grew because of the devotion of the followers of Jesus. Because they were so devoted that their excitement their desire and passion to share this blessing that they've received, it was so great that they went out and they just shared it with anybody that they could. They wanted everybody to know about this loving kindness that they found in this community anchored in the love of Jesus. Let me invite you to do something right now. Can you turn to somebody that you did not come to worship with today and say five words to them? Turn to them and say, you are loved by God. Ready? Go.
This is where the witness started. I, I know... I know introverts, this makes you uncomfortable, but when you've got something good, right? Even we are introverts, we want to we share it. We want to see a smile on someone else's face. I wish you all could be up here when we have moments like this, because you can feel the energy in the room. You can see the, the smiles that people give. It's good news. This is where the witness starts. This is the good news, but the, the witness, it doesn't stop there. So I'm going to ask you to turn to your new friend again. And this time, I want you to, to say to your new friend, ask them this question, what do you need to feel the embrace of God's love in Jesus? All right, turn to them and ask that question, and then let them answer. What do you need to feel the fullness of the embrace of God's love in Jesus? Now, you need to do whatever they need you to do. No, just kidding. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of kidding. I, I don't mean that whatever they said, you need to do it in this moment. But what the scripture tells us is that the followers of Jesus, they joined together and they, they asked this question. They were like, what do people need so that they can feel the full embrace of Jesus? And then they met those needs and nothing stopped them. They were so devoted to it. They were willing to share all that they had. They were willing to share their time. They were willing to sell their property and, and share their resources so that everybody's needs could be met so that everybody would know this amazing love that they knew. Right? Acts tells us that they were so thankful to know the saving grace of Jesus, to know this love that, of God that conquered even death, that they devoted themselves to it. What did that look like? Well, it, it meant they, they gathered together regularly to celebrate and share it and support one another. They prayed together. They ate together and they, they broke bread together. Many scholars believe it, it's actually saying they shared in Holy Communion, this remembrance every time they gathered. They spent time together. They shared with one another. They made sure that nobody was in need so that everybody knew they were loved. What do you think most people would say today is the primary witness of the church to our community? What would people say today if we asked them, people who weren't part of a, a faith community? Would they say it's a place of people so devoted to Jesus' love that the excitement is, is just bubbling over? And what, what do we hope people would say about the church? There's this great line in the musical Les Mis, some of you can probably sing it. It says, to love another person is to see the face of God. To love another person is to see the face of God. It's, it's a line that's a, it's a powerful reminder that, that our witness and how people receive God are, are correlated. Our witness and how people see God are, are connected. What, what we witness to the world, how we live our lives, reveals what we, 
what we believe about God and what God is calling God's church to be. It reveals how we see and understand the way of Jesus. So what is our witness today? Kevin grew up in a small rural Indiana town. He was poor. Dad left before he could even remember, wasn't in the picture. And his mom, she worked two or three jobs most of the time while Kevin was growing up, just trying to keep a roof over their head and, and food on their table. Kevin would later remember telling his mom when he was like five or six years old, he's like, I really like hamburgers. Why don't we have hamburgers more often? And his mom answering, we eat what the food pantry has to provide for us. When Kevin was 10, 11 years old, he was at, a, at the store in the small town shopping with his mom for some essentials, and he saw this Star Wars toy that he really wanted. It was $15. And so he asked his mom if he could have the toy, and she said, we don't have that kind of money to spend on a, on a toy. And he said, well, maybe I could get it for my birthday. And Looking back, he realized she didn't want to get his hopes up, so she said, I, I don't know that we can promise that kind of toy for your birthday either. And he said, what if I found the money? And she said, well, if you find it in a way that's legal, you can come back and buy the toy, bring it back to buy the toy. A couple of days later, Kevin knocked on the door of his neighbor, Jim. Jim was a retired factory worker, lived across the street. One of those guys that, like the yard, is perfect after retirement. He loves sitting outside, watching the, the neighborhood go by. Kevin went in and, and asked if he could borrow the table that was in Jim's garage. He's like, I've seen a table in there. It doesn't seem like you're using it. Well, Jim did use the table. Jim had the guys over once, uh, uh, once a week, and they would play cards in the garage, and they'd put up the table to play cards in, in the garage. But Jim, seeing Kevin's excitement, said, I, I can loan you the table, but I, I have two things. One, I need to know what you're going to do with it, and I need it back before my next card game. Kevin said, that's fine. He said, I, um, I'm going to do a lemonade stand. I have $7. And so I figured I could go to the store and buy lemonade, and then I'm going to sell it. And if I make at least $15, I can get this really cool Star Wars toy. Well, who can say no to that? So Jim loaned him the table. The day of the lemonade sales, Kevin started to get nervous. What if people didn't come by to get lemonade? He didn't live on like a super busy street or anything. He got the lemonade ready. He wasn't sure whether he'd even make his $7 back the more he thought about it, but he, he put out a sign that said 25 cents per cup, and he opened for business. And much to his delight, people started lining up for lemonade. They lined up all the way down his driveway and, uh, and around the, the corner. They, he couldn't make it fast enough to, to fill the orders for lemonade. When he counted the money at the end of the day, he had $22. His mom took him to the store and he bought the Star Wars toy and he put some money aside for his savings and he took $2 over to Jim and he said, Jim, I want to pay for the rental of the table. And Jim said, no, that's okay. Put it towards the next lemonade stand. Well, several months later, Kevin came knocking at Jim's door and asked again if, uh, if he could borrow the table. He'd found something else he really wanted, and so he was going to sell lemonade again. 
just like the first time Kevin had a rousing day of successful lemonade sales. When Kevin turned 15, one Saturday, Jim stopped by during the afternoon and said, Kevin, I was hoping you might go to church to worship with me. Kevin hesitated. With his mom's jobs, Kevin hadn't grown up around the church. He'd been once or twice, but, but hadn't really been regular attender. And, and so he said to Jim, he's like, I don't know. I don't really know what happens. I don't know anybody there, and, and they don't know me. And Jim said, Kevin, I, I think you're old enough. I need to share something with you. We live on a street without much traffic And when you came and you were so excited about doing a lemonade stand, I was worried that you wouldn't make your your $7 back. So I asked everyone from my church to come and buy lemonade. And then when you had another one, I did it again. You see, everyone in my church knows you, and they love you. I just want you to come with me. Kevin went to worship that Sunday and never stopped worshiping the God that brought together such an amazing and kind community. What will be our witness? Our kindness our kindness to others, it witnesses to the love and embrace of God. Our faithful witness is found in how we embrace others. What will your witness be? What will ours be? There's a lot of challenges in the world. It can be easy to to buy into the way the world is. But we might just borrow again from Taylor Swift for a moment and think about our witness this way. Players going to play, 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 play. Haters going to hate, 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 hate. But shake it off. And she doesn't have this part, but witness to kindness, right? We shake it off with the kindness that we put into the world around us. This is the heart of the Be Kind campaign that we are kicking off today. This will be our second year of the campaign, and In a world in a time of political polarization and and divisiveness, we started last October and again this October, we just believe as followers of Jesus there's another way. And we want to invite and put that other way out into the community, a way of kindness and, and goodness. We believe that that way is anchored in God's grace in Jesus. And in the words of the prophets, Micah says, What can we do? We can be kind. In the words of Jesus, who shows us this way of respect and and dignity and and reaching out to kindness with with the outsider and everyone, and in the early church, where they repeat again and again, be kind to one another. 
to talk a little bit more about the, the campaign and, and what it looks like. I'm really excited today that Maggie Jacko is going to join me up here. Maggie has been involved with the Be Kind campaign both last year and this year already. Maggie, thanks for joining me up here today. Thank you. Yeah. Are you a, are you a Swifty fan? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I guess a Taylor Swift fan is Swifty. I don't have it quite right, do I? <laughs> so, so Maggie, tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about uh, about your family, what you like to do, school. Um, I'm Maggie Jacko. I'm in the fifth grade. I have a mom, dad, a little brother, a little sister, two cats, two dogs. Um, I enjoy um, doing various activities at the South Bend Civic Theater, and I am doing the Nutcracker at the South Hold Dance Theater, and I am in the FaithWorks Praise Team. Awesome. Well, Maggie, thank you for being here with me today. So tell me from your perspective, as somebody who's been a part of helping us spread the word, what, uh, wh why do you think the Be Kind campaign is so important? I think it's important to just spread the message to just be kind because there's a lot of hate and anger, and it just makes people happy to know that we're spreading, just yeah. like reminding people to be kind. Yeah. You, uh, um, you have been at a couple of different community events and been part of the Be Kind campaign that way. Um, tell me, what, what's been fun about being part of the campaign? It's just really fun to see people, like they see our booth at whatever festival we're at and they just have like a really big smile on their face and they, I can really tell that they agree and it just makes me, me really happy to see them so happy. Yeah. Have you had people, I, I, I uh, um, uh, have had people who ask, like, who's doing this and why? Have you had people ask that question? Um, I've had people ask my mom that question, yeah. Yeah. And wh how do you answer it when they, when they ask you? Like, we're just doing it to be kind. We're doing it with our church, but just to just spread the word to be kind. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been fun. You've been, what, which uh, events have you done? I've been at the Art Bee Festival and the First Fridays Festival. Yeah. And if people were sitting out there today and wondering how they could be part of the Be Kind campaign, what would you want them to know about, about volunteering or, or being part of our outreach efforts? It's really fun and easy. I really enjoy doing it. And yeah, I think everyone should volunteer because it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I know one of, one of my favorite parts has been when somebody comes up and they're like, so the, the first thing they'll say is, uh, this is great. And then they'll be like, so, um, uh, it's really sad, most people will tell me, it's sad that we have to do this. Like, it's sad that we need a Be Kind campaign, but we're really glad it's happening. Um, and then they'll say, wait, who's doing this? Um, because our logo's not on anything, right? Yeah. Why do you think it's important that the church is doing this? I think it's just like, it's important that the church is doing it because, um, like, since as followers of Christ, like it says many times in the Bible that we should be kind. So it's just following Jesus and and so others can also follow him too. Awesome. Awesome. Let's give God thanks for Maggie. Thank you. I just want you all to know that last question wasn't on Maggie's pre-prep uh, pre list. Um, I love that heart uh, that says, we do this because, um, because we, need to, we need to be the, the church. We need to witness to God's love.
Someone, uh, someone asked, actually multiple people have asked, even from within the church, wait, why aren't we like handing out invitations to worship or, or putting our logo on all the be kind stuff? And the, the, the answer is we want people to ask what group is behind this. We want people to experience the, the genuine invitation. And then when they ask, find out, oh, that's something I, I haven't associated with the church before and want to know more about this community and, and its desire to spread kindness in the world. When, uh, when somebody asks that question, then we know that our witness, right? Our witness is passing, passing forward, is helping others go, oh, that's what the church is about. It's about sharing the loving kindness of Jesus. To uh, be part of the Be Kind campaign, it's really pretty simple. It's just spreading the, the invitation. BeKindMichiana.org is the, is the website. Uh, if you want to help at events in the community like Maggie has, we have a number of events coming up this month, three I think actually, where we'll be out in the community, Cops and Goblins and First Fridays and uh, Table and Treat in Mishawaka, so a variety of opportunities. You can sign up for those at claychurch.com events. The link is there. The easiest thing is just share the message. Last year, people were like, why don't we have t-shirts? So this year, we have t-shirts. But whether it's a t-shirt or a magnet or a yard sign, it's another great way for us to share. And uh, I mean, a great way if you're like, how do I get the word on out there? Um, grab a magnet and share with your neighbors. My neighbor has been really excited for the magnets. He had one, and I don't know if he lost it, but he wanted more, um, three or four more. And he's been asking, when are the magnets coming in? When are the magnets coming in? I'm really excited. I haven't delivered them yet, but I know he's going he's gonna to have a big smile on his face when I give him his, his magnet. Um, and another thing, you could just become a partner with your business or, or where you work or get teachers involved. And we have wristbands and temporary tattoos that we'd be happy to supply for you to get kids involved as well. Lots of ways. At the heart of it all is our call to share the loving kindness of Jesus.